Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. War is a time of action, where men and women serve their country by putting their lives on the line. But wars are not won by fighting alone. Winning a war takes cunning and planning. It is a test of strategy as much as it is a test of metal on the battlefield. In fact, during World War II, one division worked so well as a team they didn't even have to use guns to succeed. The group wasn't formed until 1944, when 1,100 men were handpicked to serve as part of a new unit— It was called the 23rd Headquarters Special Troop, or Ghost Army, and it was tasked with some of the most difficult missions of the war. For example, in September of 1944, a couple of American divisions in France had been moving toward Germany for an assault. As they drove to Metz, a French city near the border, they found themselves vastly outnumbered against the German forces waiting for them. But they had a backup plan in the form of the 6th Armored Division, who had spent the night moving 12 M4 tanks into position along the tree line. Lieutenant Dick Syracuse's platoon listened to the sounds of their treads moving over the terrain for hours. The next morning, Syracuse woke up to a U.S. cavalry colonel screaming about tanks among the trees. Syracuse asked the colonel to elaborate. Just as the man had been saying, there was an array of M4 tanks lined up several hundred feet away. The lieutenant pulled him aside and explained the truth of the situation. Those weren't the 6th Armored Division at all. Those tanks had been rolled in by the 23rd Headquarters Special Troop. Well, rolled is a bit of an understatement. It was more likely that they had been picked up and dropped into place. Because they were made of rubber and had been inflated like balloons. You see, the 23rd Headquarters Special Troops weren't normal soldiers. They had specific talents the other divisions lacked. For one, the group was made up of artists and creative types recruited from ad agencies and art schools. They weren't expected to fight. They were expected to put their heads together to deceive the enemy, which they did. The sounds that the platoon had heard the night before were pumped in through a speaker system that had been mounted on a military transport. The noise itself had been recorded and mixed together to form a sound effects track meant to trick the enemy into thinking the special troops were much larger than they actually were. It was a technique known as sonic deception. Throughout the latter days of the war, the Ghost Army developed several ways of fooling the Germans, many of which looked like something one might have seen on an episode of the A-Team decades later. They generated fake radio traffic they knew would get intercepted, providing the Nazis with fake positions for American troops. They also used their limited resources to inflate their presence as well. Along with their specially made sound effects, the Ghost Army would drive two to three real tanks around in a loop to make it look like they had a full convoy. They completed the deception by painting specific insignia on buildings and having some soldiers wear different uniforms to create what they called atmosphere. 
It was to give the illusion that there was more than one unit nearby at any given time. This was demonstrated in March of 1945, when the 23rd deployed a fleet of inflatable aircraft carriers along the Rhine River Valley. Thanks to some fake radio transmissions broadcast over open channels, the Germans were convinced that the Allies were preparing to attack a particular spot in a valley at a particular time. They pulled all nearby troops and sent them to that location to prepare for battle. Instead, the Allies were six miles away, crossing the Rhine with ease since the Nazi defense posts were now all but abandoned. Meanwhile, the 23rd had inflated over 600 rubber tanks and dressed up a bunch of mannequins in uniforms from varying units. They wanted to show that they were not a small outfit of 1,100 troops, but rather two separate divisions of 30,000 Allied soldiers. The sounds of rolling tanks and bombers flying overhead rang out from giant speakers as well. The Germans bought it and attacked with full force. Countless mannequins lost their lives that day, but it was believed that tens of thousands of actual Allied soldiers were saved thanks to the efforts of the Ghost Army. They were the unsung heroes of World War II, using their brains to overcome German brawn. I love it when a plan comes together. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This episode is sponsored by Intuit. Here's a story for you. Once upon a time, a young woman was haunted by the ghosts of bad financial decisions, with credit card debt and an empty savings account looming over her every day. But when she tried to ignore these ghosts, they only grew bigger and scarier. And these ghosts of her bad financial decisions were stopping her from living her best life. So she decided to face them head on and take control of her finances with help from Intuit. Intuit helps you face your financial fears with confidence through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it.
There's an old story told in executive leadership meetings everywhere. A young girl is in the kitchen with her mother watching her bake a ham for a big dinner. The mother cuts off the ends of the ham before sliding it into the oven. Why do you cut the ends off the ham before you put it in the oven, the girl asks. Because that's the way my mother always did it, the mother says. So the girl calls up her grandmother and asks the same question. Why did you cut off the ends of the ham before putting it in the oven? And the grandmother responds with a familiar answer. That's the way my mother always did it. So finally, the girl calls up her great-grandmother and asks why she used to cut the ends off the ham before she put it in the oven. The great-grandmother says, because my pan was too small to fit the whole ham. Some traditions exist simply because they're traditions. Small ceremonies that have gone on so long, it seems strange to stop them now. Because we've always done it that way, doesn't fly in a fast-moving corporate environment. But traditions aren't always meant to be stopped or changed. They also connect us to our past, helping us feel closer to those who have left us and to a time gone by. Perhaps that's why the city of London still feels obligated to pay the Queen rent for two plots of land it first leased 800 years ago. They're known as quit rents, and they are upheld by a person called a remembrancer. Yes, that's a real word. Their whole job is literally to remember important things on behalf of the king or queen, usually involving taxes and debts. It was a title first created by King Henry II in 1154. The remembrancer wears a judicial wig beneath a black tricorn hat, a sign that they are a judge of the exchequer court. The exchequer court dealt with payments of rent and debt settlements. In fact, the name exchequer came from the checkered cloth covering the table behind which that remembrancer sat. He would use the squares in the pattern to keep track of the payments made and the debts that were still owed. Sort of a cloth spreadsheet well ahead of its time. Of course, London has changed a lot over the last 800 years, and so the locations of the original properties have been lost. But what hasn't changed are the rents. One of the properties is known as the Moors, a 180-acre plot located about two and a half hours northwest of London in Shropshire. It was leased back in 1211, possibly earlier, and occupied by a man named Nicholas de Moor, who paid the hefty sum of two knives for it, one sharp and one blunt. Eventually, the city of London became the tenants of the land and so were then forced to pay the two-knife fee to maintain the rights. Although, these days, rather than the knives, the city pays using a curved farming knife known as a billhook, as well as a sharpened axe, which are both taken possession of by the remembrancer. To verify the payment is correct, the blades are tested against a pile of sticks. If the billhook is unable to cut through them, it is accepted. The axe must then slice through the same number of sticks with little effort in order for it to also be approved, at which point the remembrancer says, good service, and takes them. The other property used to be home to a blacksmith forge in the city of Westminster around 1235. The rent for this location totaled 61 nails and 6 horseshoes. For this payment, the city of London actually uses the same nails and horseshoes each year. Once the rent is paid, the remembrancer tallies up the objects, says, good number, and the items are loaned back to London until they're due again the following year. And best of all, folks today can witness the quit-rent ceremony. It's open to the public, although it isn't highly publicized. Not for any secretive reason, mind you, only because it's old news. After all, it's been going on for over eight centuries. You know, because they've always done it that way. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. 
Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.